guys. We turned out okay. The Modern Parents Guide to Old School Parenting. I want to hang upside down from the swing set. Welcome to We Turned Out Okay with host Karen Lock Cole. I want to climb to the top of that tree. And now, here's your host, Karen Lock Cole. Welcome to episode 47, a Just You and Me episode, where we talk about ninja tactics for you in your daily life with your kids. The December Just You and Me episodes have been all about the three great gifts that you can give your children, which also happen to be the three best ways to stop holiday insanity, in that they carry over into any time of year and they're especially useful during the most hectic times. And if you remember, the first two great gifts were time, that was episode 41, which we talked about how to utilize your time and and the importance of of spending that time with your kids. And so go back and have a listen if you haven't already. Uh, the second one was episode 44, and that was routine and ritual, the uh, the importance, the, the, the great gift of routine and ritual for your kids, especially in these hectic times of year. And I think the emphasis really on that one is is on the ritual aspect of it. Because if we think about like the daily rituals that we have that that make that make us feel like so great and like ah oh, I'm so looking forward to this you know um and then today it's time for the third and possibly the most elusive of the three great gifts that you can give your kids so about this time last year we got to have a really fun thing in our home which was that there was this one night where we were all in our pajamas and Ben got out his, he, he was a sound recording um, major in college. And, and part of that was he, he would play in a band. He, he produced um, in like on the college radio station, he was a producer and he, you know, he had like an instrument that he played. He, he took conducting classes. It was a pretty big deal. And he still has and we haven't seen it in a really, or hadn't seen it in a really long time, but he still has a huge, big electric bass and a huge, big amplifier. And on this particular night, I don't even know how it happened, but on this particular night, Ben pulled out the bass and, you know, lo and behold, it worked great. It sounded awesome. Max jumped on his guitar, which I don't remember now if it was his acoustic guitar. He got for Hanukkah last year because we celebrate both. We celebrate Hanukkah with my mother-in-law and her family. Although we do it interestingly and peculiarly because we do it over Thanksgiving. <laughs> but it's awesome. It works for us. It's part of our the rituals of, of our, our lives and our children's lives now. And so Max got an electric guitar last year for Hanukkah. So I can't remember now if he was on the electric guitar or on the acoustic guitar. Jay has an electric drum set and I sang. And because I, you know, I have this, I have a tendon disorder, which has made it, I had to give up the guitar, not that I was a fantastic guitarist or anything like that, but I'd spent, I don't know, a year maybe just figuring out how to bang stuff out on a guitar, mostly because I wanted to be able to accompany myself. If I felt like singing, I wanted to be able to, to play a couple chords or whatever. And, and at the time that I was doing it, that's really when Max got into the guitar. So now I have an accompanist if I want one. And so I sang. And with the song that I'm, I think we, we kind of, it was a really a jam. And, um, the song that I remember that we, that I just love that was really moving to me most was Don't Stop Believing by Journey. 
You know that song? Don't stop believing. Yeah, you know that song. Um, he sings it higher up than me, though, I think. <laughs> that guy has a really high pitch voice. And it just felt so wonderful to be a part of this, like where I've, I've got my family around me. I've got my 10-year-old playing the drums. My 14-year-old is, is rocking out on the guitar. My husband is on the bass. And I mean, believe me, when I, can I just say that like the bass lines of songs have, I don't know if you feel like this, but the bass line of a song, a really good bass line, which of course, Don't Stop Believing totally has one, is for me, like, it's just a really, it's kind of an aphrodisiac. I mean, I, to hear to be sitting there while my husband is playing the bass line to Don't Stop Believing, I was like, oh my God, that is awesome. I mean, the whole the whole thing with all four of us just hit me kind of like a freight train and how I just felt so, I mean, grateful, really. That's the word. I felt so much gratitude to be sitting amidst my family and together we're, we're making music. And not only are we just making music, but it's, it's good music. I mean, with really, with real talent, my, my three guys have got a lot of talent and, and, um, it's a thrill to, to, it was a, such a thrill to be a part of that. It felt so wonderful. And even though the only way that I could contribute was my, was with my voice. I mean, I, I did, I think I felt a moment of regret that I couldn't grab a guitar, but I could contribute with my voice. I have a decent voice. I mean, it's not like the best voice in the world. I certainly, I don't train. I, I think, you know, I'm not a professional singer or anything like that, but um, I could and did belt out Don't Stop Believing," And it was enough. It just, I just sat there thinking, wow, if this is, if this is the pinnacle of my life, that is all right. <laughs> this is awesome. It's enough. And that brings me to the third great gift that we can give our kids. And that great gift is gratitude. And I've been reading a lot of stuff written by a guy named Sean Acor. He, by the way, has a fantastic TED Talk that that is funny and brilliant. Sean Acor, I'm going to link to him in the show notes. And so you can see his TED Talk. Anyway, he's a happiness researcher. And I first heard of him in this book called The Slight Edge, which it's a is a again another great book. I feel like I've actually read from it on the show. And I don't remember the name of the author. And I feel like to find the name of the author, all right, I'm gonna make a little pod noise here. There's gonna be just some, you know, rustling of pages and things like that that you might hear. Jeff Olson, that's his name. Because I brought out the book The Slight Edge. I wanted to he Jeff Olson in The Slight Edge, which is a really great book for somebody who if you if you have habits that you are not in love with, um, if you feel like you don't exercise enough, actually, this show is going up. This show will be posted the 29th of December. So as you're, you know, I feel like this is a time of year that it's, it's not my favorite time of year to make resolutions, to be honest, because I feel like they're just fraught with like, I got to make a resolution. It's the end of the year. You know, it's the beginning of the new year. But I and I actually did not start reading the slight edge at, at you know, in Jan, in December or January, I started reading it over the summer of the summer of 2015. And what I love about it is it's a, it's a book about how every day we make these choices, whether we think of them as choices or not. And every little tiny choice that we make becomes can become a habit. And if if we if we decide consciously that we would like to make a different choice, then here's here's a way to think about that 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 you know can move us along. And actually it's really really helped me. Like because I have I have this tendon disorder. So I, I have 
times where I can't use my arms very well. Um, I've had times where I couldn't use my my thumbs at all. Imagine not being like I had 5% use of my thumbs for a lot of 2014. And I mean, I couldn't pour my own coffee. Or I like showering was difficult. I couldn't wash my hair. Uh, and and yet I still feel so filled. I still feel, yeah, so filled with gratitude. And I think, and I think in a situation like that, as you're overcoming it, as you're getting better, as, as you're learning that with time and patience and the right, to be honest, the right habits, then, then you, you know, things improve. And as things would improve, I can remember, um, in June of 2012, June of 2012, I think, I was able to, I had been in a wheelchair, like I had been, I'd spent from the summer of 2011 and into the winter of 2012, I I lost the ability to walk more than like 20 steps because of this tendon disorder. And I I found by some incredible miracle, I found a physical therapist who knew what to do with me, who knew how to fix this and, and he fixed it. <laughs> so in February, I started relearning how to walk in February of 2012. And I can remember this June, that June, I got to go strawberry picking. Now I had to, I had a, like, I had a chair, like I had to bring a sort of little seat because um, it was easier to kind of lean down from a stool sized seat than then to um stand up and move around and stuff like that because when you're strawberry picking you're really close to the ground but i could walk to the field i took a hayride actually but then i could walk to the field and i got that same day i got to take another hayride all by myself ben and, and the boys went and picked some more strawberries and i got to go and pick cherries like all by myself i felt this kind of independence that i hadn't felt in such a long time because previously i needed somebody to push me i would have needed somebody to push me to the cherries like i, I wouldn't have been able to get there and and I can remember driving home. Now, mind you, I, I couldn't go for a walk yet. I hadn't, I feel like later that summer was the first time I walked a mile. And I can remember meeting my neighbor and saying, saying, Hey, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to go walk a mile. And, uh, if I don't, if I'm not back in half an hour, <laughs> you know, call somebody to go, to go look for me or whatever. And, um, but this day where I had been able to walk the 500 feet or whatever into the cherry trees all by myself and then, walk back and and wait for the hayride to take me home, you know, take me back to my family. And I remember being on the way home and I said to my husband, I said to Ben, if that's all I get, I'm, I'm so grateful for it. And I remember he was like, what? Like, he's like, you can't think about it that way. Think about all the other big time important stuff that you've got going on in your life. Like, you can't stop here was his idea. But what I was, th- and I didn't stop there. I went on to, I've been, I've spent a couple of seasons skiing now. I can ice skate again. I can swim. I can walk. I can walk for miles. I mean, I can do so, so much. And I'm, but the, I think the important thing is that I've been grateful every step of the way for every slight improvement. And I think that was a, a little bit of a tangent, but I think in talking about gratitude, those are some of the ways that gratitude has really, really affected my life. And right here at the end of the year, if you're listening to this when when it comes out on the day it comes out, I think that that gratitude is going to be one of the most important tools, not just for you, but for your kids as well. 
And Sean Acor, the happiness researcher with the hilarious and wonderful TED Talk in which he convinces his little, his when he and his sister are little, he convinces his sister that she's a unicorn. It's awesome. You have to go listen to it. I'll link to it. I promise. So Sean Acor talks about how to be happy. His whole thing is like, how, how do people be happy? What is happiness and how can we have more of it? And Sean teaches, I'm reading from The Slight Edge now, Sean teaches a set of five simple things that you can do every day that if you do them consistently over time will make you significantly, noticeably, measurably happier. They are slight edge actions for happiness, happy habits. And the first one is this. I'm only going to read you the first one. Each morning, write down three things you're grateful for. Not the same three every day. Find three new things to write about. That trains your brain to search your circumstances and hunt for the positive. Now, when I first read that, I had been, in fact, keeping a gratitude journal for, it'll be, I feel like I started in mid-January of 2015. So now we're almost to a a whole year. And, pardon me, (laughs) burping up breakfast on the podcast. Awesome. Um. The gratitude journal, what I what I do is I do it at night. I write five things that I'm grateful for at night. And there have been times because, again, I've been recovering from this tendon thing. So writing in a gratitude journal every night has kind of been a part of my recovery. And there have been nights where um, I I could only write one word for each of the five because I just couldn't physically write anymore. It, during this year... I've taught myself to write legibly with my right hand. I'm a lefty. And I've taught myself to write legibly with my right hand. And the strength that I've gained in each hand has been largely because every night without fail. Well, I won't say without fail. I mean, like if I'm out late or um, I think there's probably maybe a handful of times, maybe 10 times or less that I haven't written in the in the book because I either haven't been home or... The, just the circumstances were not right. So, but almost without fail, I write in this thing every single night and I write five things that I'm grateful for. And actually the last one is always the same. I always write that I'm thankful for Ben, Max, and Jay. And one of the cool things about this, and I guess I, I'm talking about this because it's helped me. It's helped me in the way that Sean Acor talks about. It's really helped me even when I'm not writing in my gratitude journal, I am looking for the positive in things. It's really, it's freed me from that negative kind of self-talk that we all have. I don't, it's wild. I mean, I do not, I no longer hear myself saying, that's a stupid idea. Like, don't even bring that up. That's a dumb thing to say. Or um, in the in the aftermath of, of saying something stupid, I used to just beat myself up about it for days. I mean, anything from like forgetting somebody's name, you know, to, to I can't even think of, like to telling a dirty joke in an inappropriate time. And if you guys go back and listen to episode 30, I think it's 39 with Emily Flake, you'll know what I'm talking about. That's a, that's a, I mean, not, not that it was inappropriate. There's explicit ratings all over it. And it's, uh, you know, I talk at the very beginning of the episode, just as we're getting into our interview about how there's going to be some swearing. And there is, yes, it's episode 39. Um, I, I used to beat myself up for all of those little things. And I don't anymore. And I frankly feel like the gratitude journal is one of the main reasons. I am finding myself, like my mind doesn't go negative anymore immediately. It goes positive. And one of the coolest things about it, when I think about calling it a great gift 
to give your kids. Uh, one, one thing that comes up for me is this. My Jay, I think he, I think maybe it's where he is in his time of life. He needs, he seeks reassurance about, I don't know, his, his position maybe in our family or how we, how we really feel about him. I think sometimes if he does something wrong or if he, um, if he feels like he's made a mistake or, or, you know, committed some social faux pas or something like that, he feels it. And, and his reaction is to kind of get, get closer. Like, you know, he'll be joined at the hip for a, a little while. And, um, one of the things that he loves to do is to look in my gratitude journal and, when he sees that his name is down there every single day of the year, which it is, that is such a, I mean, he's really, he's gotten visible, like I, where I can see outwardly, where he just is like, oh, thank goodness, you know, I'm, this is how important I am to her. She writes about me every night. And I think that's one way that it can help if you have a child who's old enough to understand what you're doing. But even if they never see your gratitude journal, or one of the other ways that you find to, to, express gratitude, what, whatever that is. Um, it's a great gift that you can give your kids because it changes your attitude. Like it, it will, it will change you from if you're not there already. I mean, I, I almost describe it as, in fact, one time I did describe it to my friend as what's happened is I've crossed a river and I can see the people on the other side of the river, but I I'm not there anymore. Like I can remember being on the on the other side of the river where there's just all this negativity swirling around and it's really hard to slow down and get past the negativity and think positive things and and reinforce those positive things for yourself. I mean, I'm not the best looking lady in the world, but you know what? I have I like my hair. My hair is cool. I think it's all right. You know? And um and I've my voice has now been called by a reviewer calming and dreamy. I mean, isn't that cool? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't say, oh, no, that can't be me anymore. I, I accept those kinds of thoughts when, it, when it's me or, or, you know, when somebody says something like that to me, I accept them and say thank you for them. And I am really grateful that somebody would go out of their way to say something nice. And uh, it's a whole different mind shift. It literally it isn't literally, it's very figuratively, sorry, <laughs> like crossing a river. And on this side of the river where I am, it's, it's a very positive side. And it's, it's, I hope it gets more crowded over here, believe me, because it's, it's, uh, it's pretty quiet now. But there's, you know, there's more people every day coming to the positive side of the river. And gratitude is how we get there, I think. I mean, like if, if that if there's one thing that you can do it is elusive but it's also really really important and it's it's not just for stopping holiday insanity it really is if we're thinking about all the craziness that's going on if it's december 29th when you're listening to this you've just come through christmas your kids are completely strung out on candy and video games and and just the out of routineness that can happen during this time of year no one's getting any exercise no one's getting enough sleep um, everybody's feeling very kind of, oh, I've opened that one. Now what am I going to open next kind of a thing? I mean, I, I guess I, that's not really true. That last one, maybe it is for you. I don't know. But we've worked really hard to kind of get away from that. We, we work really hard to uh, limit maybe the gifts 
but also to make the ones that they do get to be really super special gifts. And um, we did things that they really, really wanted or um, that we just feel in our hearts that they would, they would love. And I think to, to do it in that way, to think about like the gratitude of, of what we have is something that doesn't come up a lot this time of year. Everybody's what's next, what's next, what am I getting next kind of a thing? What's next for me? And even in terms of like, when we think about what's next in the, in the coming year, I mean, there's some anxiety in the pressure to make resolutions, right? And when I think maybe, maybe rather than make resolutions or make, make some, make a few or one even, um, but make it be one that is very positive. Like if the resolution is I'm going to, I resolve to by December of 2016 to not, not to have lost 20 pounds, but to have gained the muscle tone and balance necessary for me to pursue a hobby that I love. Like for me, it was ice skating. I, I hadn't ice skated in a long time. And when I was able to walk again and the following, so the following winter, I was able to get up on skates and it was just <laughs> such a thrill. I mean, such a thrill. Um, so try to make whatever resolutions you're making, make them have a positive slant. It's not about, uh, you know, taking this crummy body that we feel like we have and, and you know, making it a, a Brazilian model or something like that. It's, it's about what, what do I want to do with my time that will make me happy? And if I have to change something about my body to do that, then, then how can I do it? I, I would have, in fact, I can remember saying when I still couldn't walk that if, if I couldn't walk this time next year, that I was going to ski in a bucket, like I was going to, you know, get one of those ski chairs that, that people use because there was no way in hell I was going to miss miss skiing. It's one of the, it's, it's such a great, great thing. Anyway, I know I'm, I'm, uh, I'm rambling around a little bit here. Uh, but I hope it all comes together for you because gratitude is not only a great way to stop the holiday insanity. It's a great gift that you can give your kids because your gratitude will translate to positivity and your positivity will translate to your kids. And that's the three great gifts that we can give our kids. We can give them our time. We can give them rituals that they can look forward to and be part of. And we can give them gratitude. And finally, I want to share something that I'm so grateful for, which is you. The joy of connecting with you, with helping you, is helping me. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And I have a question. How can I best help you in the coming year? What can my knowledge of what's happening in your child's head, my master's degree in early childhood education, my years as a teacher and a parent, what can those things do for you in your daily life? I hope you'll share with me because that's always been and always will be the basis for We Turned Out Okay. And if you want to get some help now, you can go to weturnedoutok.com and grab the nine and a half key parenting resources that I have there. It's a little free gift that I made for you. It's a guide. And some of those those resources are my favorites that I've used all of my children's lives. And some of them are ones that weren't around when they were small, but that I know you're going to love. So go there and grab that. 
And if you want to get in touch with me, you can go to the contact page at weturnedoutokay.com. You can find me on Twitter at Stone Age Techie or on Facebook at Karen Lockkulp. I love it when people friend me. So please do that. And on Instagram at We Turned Out Okay. I'm just so, so glad to have you in my life. And I'm wishing you a wonderful 2016. And lastly, I want to say a special thanks to our producer, the man who really knows how to ring in the new year, 18-time winner of the Husband of the Year Award, Benjamin Culp. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next year. Thank you for listening to We Turned Out Okay. I want a date to Australia. Find us on the web at weturnedoutok.com, where you'll find show notes and more. What do you call cheese that's not yours? Nacho cheese. And remember, we only go around once. To be the best parents we can be, let's relax and enjoy the ride. I want to pee in the woods. Theater, 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 theater,